2: This is Jeb Terry.
1: This is Jebby.
2: And this is the NFL
1: Players
2: Second Acts Podcast.
3: I'm Peanut Tumon, and this is the NFL Players Second Acts Podcast. And with me as always... My trusted sidekick, the Deacon Roman Harper. What's up, baby? I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Peanut. That was actually a normal intro it to was. me, and I appreciate that. You don't ever do that. So with all that being said, uh, I want to thank all of our listeners and the people that watch us all the time. Appreciate it. Wherever you hit your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio Podcasts, please continue to give us a review. Five stars. And tell a friend to make sure they hit a follow. You hit the review. Write it all down. My man Thomas will answer all your questions. Peanut, who we got today? We got a good one, guys. He was in the 2004 draft, drafted by Tampa Bay. Played three seasons. He's killing it in the business world. He's a tech guru. That's why he's it. the CEO CEO of Cosm. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show podcast Jeb Terry. Hey. To be here, guys. To be here, guys. You know what I like about Jeb is that the moment he sat down, he said, OK, who do I got to beat? All right. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> let's just get it all out the competition way. Competition is Who's like number there. one. Who are we beating? Who I got to beat? Who's yeah. at the top of the shelf? Yeah, that, that's, that's what we're gunning for. Right. <laughs> now. I, I love it. Though. You got to find competition, man. <laughs> hey, you know, hey I like it, out, though. I like, like find it. it. I love it! I love it. Hey, now where are you from? I'm hearing some some that that accent. what, what, what is that? Yeah,
2: you know, grew up in Dallas, Texas. Oh so, my but god! Then, you know, yeah. What part of What's Dallas? Around? What part of Dallas? Just North Dallas, so yeah. Preston Hollow area. You okay. Know? okay. Grew up there proper. Grew up, started yeah. in Lakewood. moved yeah. over to Preston
3: yeah. Hollow. You know? I'm a, I'm a Corpus Cove, Waco, oh, Temple. Oh, I'm there a, it is. I'm a Central there it is. Texas. It is. Yeah, Lampasas, Milton. Hey, that place has changed. Yes, it's Waco changed a is lot. Booming right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty incredible. That's me. Yeah. that's hey, Texas has the best football, Rome. They, yeah, I'll we, co-sign that we, for we, sure. We killing Alabama high school football. No chance. Florida, get out of here. California, get out of here. Yeah, the only thing Texas. Alabama y'all doing right now is like fighting on riverboats. That's all y'all got right now. That's all y'all doing, you fighting know, on riverboats. We'll I didn't realize this was what was going to happen. We, I'm here for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we will accept that. Right. We will openly accept that. Now, I will tell you this, as far as high school football is concerned, in Texas, and I listen to all the scouts from ESPN and the people I work with on my SEC nation and network, they say, you know what? Texas football players are great. They're really, really good. But they're usually the same player that you get in high school. They're going to kind of be that. They're kind of maxed out because they've been getting coached up doing the same thing since like sixth grade versus Florida. Some other athletes from other places, they probably have a bigger runway and maybe uh, a higher, higher ceiling.
2: ceiling, higher ceiling,
3: purely because like they're a little bit more raw. Well, you know, versus it, it, Texas, you guys do such a great job of coaching them since fifth grade. Hey, I'm coming from Carolina, where the ceiling is the roof. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know if <laughs> Jordan said out there, but
2: I got to tell you what, man. There's there's no ceiling for for Texas football right now. we We're growing up there. Mm. The competition is real from day one. Yes, it is. And you're yes. playing quick.
3: Yeah, you, you playing it like Pop Warner. Like early. you guys are tackling early. early. Like they're out there early, six yeah. years old. Yeah, Th- this yeah. is what's I mean, going. I, I
2: didn't play that early, but I wanted to. That's for sure. Right?
3: <laughs> I know I did. Um, it's I know stuff. I did. Yeah. All right. Let's just get. A, uh, we're talking about football. Well, let's get the first one out the way. We uh, we love to know what was your first welcome to the NFL moment. Yeah. So all right, the
2: Bucks drafted me. Yeah. Right. Um, coming off that that Super Bowl team in '02, um, and I come in and there's guys like Derek Brooks, you know, Mike Alstott, you know, guys you look up to, and mine was just in in practice. Right. I all of a sudden I find myself blocking Derek and all cuts behind me and you're like, "Oh, wow. This is this is the real deal." Yeah, these are the guys I've been yeah, watching on the TV. These guys I've been watching for forever, <laughs> yeah. man. You know, and and that was one of the things is just like just an appreciation for the skill yeah. and the talent that these guys had because it wasn't <clears throat> like I was going into a team that was rebuilding the team wasn't up and coming this team was established yeah and that defense at the time was league's best yeah and we had some guys that you you followed for a long time and and that was always something that was incredible to me being able to play in that room what were those practices like hot (laughs) they still don't have an indoor man tampa no they do now tampa's got one now. do they finally have an indoor I i was at old one buck when we were there and i don't know you fly in and the airplanes came right over the top of that practice facility man it was uh and I had come from Carolina where they yeah. had just redone the whole Keenan football center and the whole deal. So we had these great facilities at Carolina. And I was like, all right, we're going to the NFL. It Should be, be nice. better. <laughs> no. <laughs> old one buck was not that. Yeah. But um man, the the, the practices were intense because the guys were all pros. You yeah, know, everyone on that team was a pro. You it's a lot of Hall of Fame. Simeon Rice, Ronde, Booger McFarlane, yeah. Allstott. I mean just Tiki stacked codes. up. Tiki, no, Tiki, no, no, tiki no, was running back. Excuse me. We had Ronde, and then you had, you know, Gruden was the coach, and then you had, you know, guys like Ron Middleton, uh, tight ends coach. you had and Rich Sashi. Raheem Rob Yeah. Mike, Mike T. Tomlin. You know, those coaches, that Monty, coaching tree. Yeah, I forget, Monty Monty Joe Gruden. Oh, my that, God. Sam yeah. Still Muir. Yeah. I mean, like these, these guys, that coaching tree is wild. You look around the NFL right now, mm-hmm. and these guys are all still doing it at big scale, really big scale. And that team the coaching staff, everybody... Came to the came to the room and worked. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's uh, it was awesome to be part of that organization.
3: Now I know your your career ended a little short. though. Yeah. Uh, it, it ended a little short. But um, I, and I know you probably still wanted to play. Like, what was your what was your best memory? What Was your what highlight of your of your? I, mean, career? I, I will say on the intro, we said three years. I got five. I got five
2: all the way in. Oh, there I, it apologize. Is. You know, I apologize. I you know, you know, apologize. Best you know, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Put that out. That's so me. Know, I apologize. However, you get there, does that matter? You know, I I had one. Um, which I had gotten hurt and did the whole injury settlement thing that other when I was coming back. So, you know, look, my career was one where I got close to being really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, And then some things got in the way and, you know, things happened in the NFL. Yeah. I got hurt. I wasn't <clears throat> playing great. And it was pretty obvious to me where I wasn't playing up to the standard that I knew I could play. Yeah. Um, and so I'd gone to the 49ers in my last season and I, I tore a plantar fascia. And again, just wasn't playing good football. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty obvious when they cut me. It's one of those things where they go, Hey, Jeff, need to talk to you. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, I I get it, right? It's uh-huh. that's actually one of the things I miss about playing football is the transparent nature of of feedback. Like you know we talk about when that. you are not plus performing. or minus. It's like, a plus like, or minus. It's league.
3: a plus or minus league, yeah. It's
2: clear. And it was it was pretty clear <laughs> to me. Um and I tried to hang on for a little bit, had a few workouts that last season. Fortunately, I'd i uh taken um the GMAT, right? The NBA test yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and and was in a good enough position to apply to a few schools, and it was kind of had to make a decision where where I knew I wasn't playing to the level I wanted to play at. Yeah, and and I didn't know if I could get back there. You know, when, you, when you're playing really good and the game's moving slow and you feel good, and so kind of made that decision in year five that it was um, I had to move on and, and and go chase that second act. Yeah, and and you know, the you went back to, Hill. to make the act better than the yeah. first. Yeah, and you went back to sure. Chapel Hill. I did. I did. I went back to Chapel Hill. I, yeah. I looked at a lot of places and. I had my, my oldest daughter at the time it was 2008 market crashed. I got cut and my first kid was born and it's mm. like, Whoa,
3: <laughs> the triple it's it real. comes, the comes triple. real okay.
2: fast. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. And so I was like, all right, get back to, get back to business school, regroup, yeah. refresh, figure out that next step.
3: And so you're the CEO of your company Cosm. Yep. And, and I want you to be able to share with everybody else. Um, and it's spelled C O S M S M. Yep. And now, be able, what does it bring to the fans? And tell, kind of explain what it is. I, I tried to read up on it, and it looks really, really cool on the it's website. It's very technical. So and I'm just like, we're not even going to try I, it. Yeah, don't I, even try it. Go. Don't, 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 don't <laughs> <even> <laughs> okay, good. It's,
2: it's one of those things where you go to, like, a, an event or a cocktail party, and someone asks, what do you do? Yeah. You know, you don't even want to tell them sometimes. It's going to take a while. I was and, like, okay, good. This, uh, make, this yeah. makes me uh, feel a lot better. Now, <laughs> <laughs> look, what we're, what we're setting out to do is the most incredible fan viewing experience I think to ever hit the industry. Yeah. Um, you know, I was fortunate. I had a few seats along the way as a, you know, mobile video platform, a company I started, got bought by Fox sports. Went and worked at Fox for a long time where I met a, a, bu- a bunch of the guys in and around this office as well and learned a lot from them and then moved on. Oh, on. you were
3: definitely hamming up with all the guys earlier. This is where, you know, all of them from. Oh uh, yeah.
2: We, we, old stomping got, grounds. We, we got some stomping grounds, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but at the end of the day, it's like combining all the stuff that I was able to to learn when I was at those seats and then leaning into some super kind of advanced technology that's happening that's, you know, a lot of people aren't going to be seeing for a number of years, but it's mm-hmm. combining that to super serve the fan and give them that all access seat that you never had. Right. So everyone has heard about virtual reality yeah. and yeah. how you put on a headset and it's like you're actually at, at the game. Right. Right. And like, you can do that and it's pretty cool, but you, you miss the yeah. energy, the vibe, yeah. the, the whole scene and the environment. And that's what we're about at Cosmos. Well, I, I leverage all that technology to power those experiences, but I bring it at a scale. To where you are in that environment with hundreds and hundreds of fans and you can high five and you can cheer and it's the same environment like you're actually at the game itself. And we do it in a live format at super high resolution and we can literally transport fans to their best seat, whether it's court side, pitch side, 50 yard line, you name it, I can take them there. And, um, and it is a, it's an indescribable thing. And, and we have to be patient with that. Right. And we talk about patience a lot. Yeah. Um, and we have to be willing to be misunderstood until we launch. And that's kind of part of it and being resolute in that mission. And we're opening up our first venue here. Yeah. Um, I don't know, 200 yards away just from here. It's a 65,000 square foot facility and it is going to blow your mind. It is, it is one of the most incredible technological advancements I think I've seen in my career. Yeah. Um, and the team around it, developing this, Bringing us to life is is the most amazing experience that I think has hit the industry in a long time.
3: Now, the pandemic hit a lot of people hard a few years back and a lot of companies went belly up and whatnot. How hard was it for Cosm to get started during the pandemic?
2: Man, it was it was interesting. It was we saw a trend in the industry prior to it. Mm -hmm. The watch party phenomenon. Everyone wants to go and hang out and and watch the game together. Really prevalent with World Cups, you know. You got oh, you see the soccer fans, and then the Premier League fans, and that started to expand. And you got the Deer District right in Milwaukee, yeah, yeah. and you got Jurassic Park with the raptor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a mm-hmm. thing that was happening. And I think you know, the pandemic kind of shined the light on the fact that we as humans, we want connectivity. We yeah. want the energy of the crowd. Us being here is way better than like a Zoom podcast. You know, we, we've done so the we Zoom. So we did the Zoom. Is, right? it's, 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 oh, it, it's tough. Well, it was,
3: then well, all of a sudden we did this we're like, yeah, this is it. This is like, it, this is yeah. what we
2: need. This is what we wanted to do. We, <laughs> yeah. want, we, we, we want the juice, we yeah. want energy, right? For and so sure. you think about that human connectivity and that's what our business is all about. And so we were able to buy companies up and one of the companies we bought was a big, was a public company. We took it private. That was on April 6th, 2020. So week three of the pandemic, Yeah, right? That so was cool. when it was gnarly. <laughs> Um, but then the pandemic created opportunities to be capital efficient with our acquisition strategy. We bought a few more companies. We rolled them up. Now it created, you know, really difficulties in managing a distributed workforce around the world via zoom. Yeah. You know I'm an in-person guy by nature. And so right. I, it's, it's hard to express that. Yeah. Um, but we were able to fight through it and, you know, at the end of the day, I think it hardened us a little bit. If you look through the history of some of the great companies that were founded, they got, they got founded in downturns or in crises yeah. things like that. And you know, it's a mix of being opportunistic, um, finding the right opportunities and, and people changed their frame of reference and looked for different things. Yeah. Right. Whether that's building a team, people had a different perspective. Like, man, I want to do something fun. right? I want to do something that excites me, something that's like next cutting edge and yeah. you're able to offer those opportunities. And I actually think it would end up it's going to end up being part of our, our big narrative of of. How our, our company was built.
3: Now you're also, you guys are looking to expand in in Dallas. Yeah, you're going to build there in Dallas. We're at in Dallas. Okay, and are are you, you going to try and do, base it around like the the arena, almost like what you're talking about with the Buck Zone or yeah, the uh, what the Raptors have outside there? Because you know we look at and you talk, you great example is the World Cup when. They'll, they'll, when you see Argentina win it all, <laughs> yeah, like it's, uh, it's going crazy, the country goes, the whole crazy, and awesome. it's like right there. <laughs> that was and it's like so being so able awesome. to bring that to yeah. the fans, no matter where it will be. I think it will be a unique, unique experience, and that's the moment. And people don't understand. Like sports gives us this emotion that you can't get That's anywhere right. else. That yeah. last second shot, that last second field goal, that game stopping, whatever. It, it's this emotion that you don't get doing anything else.
2: You don't get it. And, and it's the ability to high five and be around fans that are sharing in that joy, you know, yeah. and high five and someone you've never met or never know. chest <laughs> bumping, you know, fist yeah. bumping, whatever it is, it's that energy. Um, and so we want to deploy that at a massive scale. Um, so we've announced our one here. We've announced our one in North Texas. So there's an area called Frisco, which I I said that I said, I bet it's in Frisco. So (laughs) where we are, I will say we are in the colony, which is Frisco adjacent, if you want to say anything. But it's all in North Texas here at an entertainment district called Grandscape. So it's a mixed use entertainment district. But that strategy is further away from the venues in Arlington, from the stadiums. And Mm -hmm. so here we are. Stadium adjacent, right in the mix, always shoulder programming, organic. When the team's on the road, come watch it cause them. That type of energy with a lot of traffic and demand and the, the, the pre, the post, entire programming slate. In Texas, you look at it for the fans that can't get to the arena, mm-hmm. that it's yeah. too far to get to um, and offering that amenity there. And it's the entire day part, whether it's showing Premier League games in the morning, rolling into the NBA in the evening, everything in between. And you've got UFC pay-per-views and you have all the program on the weekend. You can fill a content counter real fast and um, it's all live. And so it's always new, always fresh, and you're going to come to Cosm to see it all.
3: I know you partnered with, with uh, UFC in July, and I know fans got to experience like something, a one of a, a kind experience. Can you, can you talk about that?
2: Yeah. So every time we announce a big deal, we have a, a media day where we bring up, you know, the the league, the federation, whoever it is yep, we partner yep. with. And then we bring up all their media. Uh, so we did a did one, big did one did a big one with <laughs> did a big
3: one. yeah yeah was I, was, the NBA, one, I was right? trying to, I, was, I, was, I was like where's yeah, where he going is, is he digging oh I don't God. know what that
2: works <laughs> no so we went we did a uh, we did one with the NBA around their all-star game in Salt Lake that's where we have a big <clears throat> demo facility yep, yep and then we hosted the UFCs as well after we announced that and it's just about bringing the people in and seeing what we're talking about. Yeah. This is a see it to believe, believe it, thing, right. which is right. It's inherently hard to market and promote, but once they're in, it's ridiculously got to get them. There. Shareable. Yeah. We talk about this thing called the viral coefficient, right? Where it's when someone experiences your product, your tech, your food, what all they just want to share about it. They want to post, they want to drive more awareness. And we think ours is really big um, because we've seen it. When people come, all they want to do is film and say they were there. And so that's that's part of the of, of what we're doing as we, we share this out. And you mentioned that the energy of sport and fandom and all that stuff. That's the business we deal in. And there's yeah. nothing better because we all self-select and say, I, w- I want more Saints gear. I want more Bears gear. I want more Bucks gear. All the fans are out there saying that I want more. And so if we can always position to super serve that fan and give them what they want. Yeah, we have a chance.
3: How many people can you fit in in your in the facility? Yeah. So 65,000 square feet. How many people? So can right
2: here, the total capacity is 2000 people in this. And Two, so okay. you get a good energy and I'm just bringing up my phone because I got to show you the video. There's no other way to do it um, than to show you what we're looking at right here. So this is what we built up in Salt Lake City. So can you describe it? What, what we're looking at? Yeah. So we're walking into our office here. We call it the Experience Center and this is where we prep and onboard you. And then all of a sudden you go into the dome and it is that transformative experience. So, this is um, an eight k yeah twenty meter diameter LED dome that is crystal clear and puts you there. We have a spatial audio system so when the pin drops, it's in the upper ninety when the ball hits the net, you know where it is then you level that up with a you know elevated hospitality uh-huh. right great f and b elevated foods you can hear his head hit the mat in this thing yeah and you have the energy of the crowd and we do all this live live and so These are the things our teams did from producing the Olympics to producing the World Cup to going around the world and doing this in a live format. I can now bring that at scale to give fans that best seat in the house, no matter what it is. We leverage uh, the linear feed and bring it over top. So you get the color commentary. Yeah. Right. So it's really the best of at home and the best of in stadium experience. And it is uh, we think it's truly one of a kind and a category defining thing.
3: Oh, my God. So when are we getting one in Chicago? I like that thing right there. That's hey, we're looking. Up.
2: We're looking. Oh, my uh, God.
3: When are we getting one in Chicago? Let me do some looking when so, I get on my plane tonight. <laughs> so, so, Jeff, tell me this. Um, how would this uh, go along with uh, a Super Bowl experience? Like, how would you guys be able to do that? Just understanding, you know, yeah. I mean, you're a football guy. Yeah, So no how are we going to scale this in football terms? You're no doubt. right here. Um, I know you're going to show everything, but how would this compare to an in-game Super Bowl experience versus what you're bringing to the table. With yeah. Us. So, so the promise of what we're bringing is it is a
2: complimentary experience to being in the stadium. We are never going to take that place. Correct. That is a sacred environment. I, 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 I appreciate you saying, you know, that, that. there's no way we can ever replace that. What we want to do is offer fans who might not be in that city, who might not be able to get there, who, who, who want to try to experience something as close to it as possible. That's the offering we're trying to give them. Um, and we, Endeavor to have the second best Super Bowl experience in the world, as opposed from being there in itself. Right, right. And again, guys, a lot cheaper. That is a. Hey, look, (laughs) you said it. I mean, I mean, tickets uh, are insane. Look, it's a, it's, it's definitely an intricate puzzle, and it takes a a lot of patience to go through it and navigate with leagues, federations, broadcasters, all the partners, all the rights holders. And our whole approach is: you have to be additive. You got to be. You got to make the pie bigger. Um, we aren't cannibalizing any existing distribution outlet, and that's our approach. That's that's so smart, and, though, and have a partnership-minded approach the entire time, and. Um, you know, hopefully, pulling some heartstrings is you know being on the field in certain situations too. You know? Yeah, 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 you for know. sure. You I see this
3: experience growing pretty quickly, though. Just from the video you've seen, like yeah. I, I, I assume you you expect uh, tremendous growth pretty quickly with with what I, what you just showed us.
2: Yeah, we're we're excited about it. So we're opening two next year. Uh, we have big ambitions. We're going to be announcing a few more sites later this year, a few more league partners, some broadcast partners, and and so the momentum is real. And one of the things that I like to talk about with our company is. You know, when you deal in the in the in the business or the tech world, um, you know, there's not everyone's been on a team and not everyone knows how important momentum can be. You know, yeah. when you're on a winning streak, right? How do you capture yeah. it? How do you keep it? How do you keep everybody juiced up? Yeah. The momentum. And that's that's what we try to do here. Every time we every time we get a win, you got to celebrate that win. Definitely. And then forget it and get to the next one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we, we just try to keep that momentum going. We've got it now. We've got the juice <clears throat> and we're trying to just maintain it. Right. Now, That'll do you have grow. any
3: plans to do anything international? 100%.
2: One hundred percent. We look at the international markets, especially with the distribution from uh, U.S. based sports internationally. A lot of interest, right? We've got the NFL over in London yeah. and the rest of Europe, and all the interest there. You've got the NBA going globally as well. And trying then trying to do uh, one in Germany too. In Germany, it's a it's a it's a big spot. Um, and then additionally, you have international sport coming here, right? Whether it's Premier League, Champions League, you look at cricket. As yeah. a, that's a massive sport, it's crazy. It's, it's an amazing day part for us too, right? Because those are usually on different hours where you don't have prime time U.S. sports, and so internationally is part of our footprint. One of the companies we acquired actually, it's going to be weird, is is the biggest planetarium company in the world. So we have we power over 700 planetariums globally. We have 42 in China. And so part of our core business is delivering that. And if you saw that video, yeah. you see where that heritage comes into play. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's all that expertise that they have in that, in, in, in that space. And, and that gets to where the word Cosm comes from. It's where um, Cosmos eats, meets the Coliseum. Uh-huh. Right? And so being able to take that same amazing core tech and apply it to that live sports and entertainment opportunity.
3: Now, now that you saying all those things takes me to where I'm in North Carolina, I'm in Charlotte, and I go to the Vincent Van Gogh experience. And it's kind of like you're in this whole room. They're going through all these different things and they're pulling it all up. And, yep. and I, when I looked at you guys' video, you guys are like inside the ring octagon for an MMA fight. 100%. And so give me that because the music, I, I think you guys is, of course, the text way better. But is it, can you kind of draw the connection for me or really disassociate the connection that I'm drawing in my head?
2: Well, it, wh- what I want to say is what the immersive angle industry, let's call it industry. It's location-based entertainment yeah, and it is. the experience economy as a whole, right? It's booming. I mean, that is something that has done incredibly well, whether it's Van Gogh or Monet or... And Miao, they just pick it up
3: and move it. Right? Yeah, just- yeah
2: or, or, or any of these different entertainment experiences. And yeah. it's about this this convergence of art and science and all these other genres with immersive technology. Um, and we think it's a great baseline and it's and it's proven there is a demand and what we focus on is how do we, we look at that consumer habit and then apply it to live sports and merge that with fandom. And, and we treat every patron like a fan. And that could be a fan of sport, but it can also be a fan of music, science, art, whatever it may be. And our job is to make sure our tech is the best in the world that can then drive that experience and give them something, uh, an amazing time. And, and hopefully they spend time with us. Yeah. That's the goal. If someone shares their time at Cosm, then we're winning. Yeah. Right. And then and, and, you know that's what we try to do. And again, the biggest differentiator is the live format and the fact that we own all the tech stack and there's a lot of stuff around it. But um,
0: it's an exciting time. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower.
3: All right. So, um, you've been a CEO for what? 12, 15 years now. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. From small companies to bigger ones. Yeah. Highs and lows and everything.
3: I want to ask another question about that. Um, but how would you rate yourself? You Mm -hmm. talked about getting critiqued and all these other things. How do you critique yourself and how do you stay hungry? I mean, number one, you got to feed everybody at your company too, but, um, Tell me, how do you? What do you see yourself? How do you grade yourself? Uh, I'll I'll put it this way: Give me the critique after fifteen. Do you? Do you have it figured out? Are you a vet? What? Like, are you still like, man? I'm still on the rookie grind. It's a great question, man. (laughs) So, look in the in my first act as an NFL
2: player, I wanted to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, just put it out there. That was my goal. Yeah, I clearly missed. You know, (laughs) and I tell people on my team, I go, I got fired from my dream job twice. Like they didn't casually let me go and give me severance. They said, Jeb, you suck. Leave. Right. I mean, and so as I try to think back on kind of that experience, those notes, the opportunities I had there, you try to apply that scarcity to every opportunity I have in the business world. Right. And and and, and by doing that, I think you, you understand that every opportunity can be fleeting if you're not devoting your time, you know, your spirit. And and frankly, with, with what we're building at Cosm, I, I got to give it everything I got. Um, and as I continue to mature as a CEO, I try to learn along the way. I mean, the, the, being a CEO of a small startup that's doing a mobile video platform is very different than being the CEO of where I am now, Mm -hmm. which is going to be very different from then we're a big public company and we're global and I've got venues all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, Right. And so look, it's, it's, um, I, I think I'm good at my job. Let's say that I'm confident in my abilities. I think I have a long way to go to improve. Um, and I try to bring on, either team members that work with me to help me get better and fill my blind spots. Right. You can't be a master of it all. And, and I, I do think from a team building perspective, that's where I try to focus on and Excel on is, is building a team. Like for, for example, I have three stools in the business, Cosm tech, Cosm media, Cosm venues. How many real divisions are on a football team? Offense, the defense, defense best 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 teams. teams. Yeah, right? What makes us good at our job is that corporate support staff, the training room, the equipment room, mm-hmm. all the guys that are out there helping us be excellent at our job. Yeah. Like I try to think of our corporate function as making our stars be their absolute best. Right. That's my job. Set the vision, resource the hell out of the team, like make sure they have all the tools they need yeah. and then let them run. Right. And make sure we get that alignment. And we've tried to set up the organization a little bit that way. Like, you know, offensive coordinator, that's my head of venues. Right. Defensive coordinator, that's my head of technologies. Right, special teams. That's my head of media, and you you, you try to set that up that way. And know, I, I don't know if you guys feel this, but when you look at a, at a coaching staff and a coaching tree, you'll look at guys and be like, man, that guy's running the organization like a CEO of a business. That's the best one. Yeah. you know what I mean. He's he's surrounded his his staff are all studs. You know what I'm saying? Each one of those coordinators, them run. they're all studs. And they let them run yeah. and not micromanage. Yeah. And I look, I I don't want to be over. Correlative is that the word? Like correlate the experiences, but but that mattered to me, and and um, I think I try to learn from that and apply that because people always ask, you know, what did you learn in football that makes you good in the business world, right? How did you get from A to B? And and you just got to find those notes of of performant teams and try to bring it that way. And so, long winded answer, man, of of saying I think I'm (laughs) I think I'm doing pretty well. (laughs) I think you're doing, but I've got a long way to run. You know, I got a lot to learn.
3: Now I was a pretty good football player at my university. Uh, you were you were okay at Alabama, Appreciate but I was I was I was pretty decent at, at my team, and um, I never had an award named after me. So can you tell <laughs> can you can you tell the people what the uh, the Jeb Terry Beast Mode Award is? Wow, you know that that there's there's
2: a lot of ways you can get an award named after you. <laughs> I like to think it was all from my skill on the football <laughs> field, you know. But um, look, I, I it's it's. I, I don't know if I had a reputation or, or not as an O-lineman there, but I was an energetic, high-energy guy. and yeah. You know, I was one of those guys that liked to get fired up before the game. and you smell salt guy? You know, I'm a, I'm a helmet beater, you know. <laughs> You're uh, one of those. I'm, I'm one of those. Like, I'm, not, I'm not a quiet guy in the corner sulking. You know, I'm a <laughs> helmet beater. I'm a, I'm a get them going, you know. Um, uh, some people like it, some don't, but uh, that's probably where it came from. Well, I was pretty good in college, you know. I was, I was able to do some good things, and, I love Carolina. I love the Tar Heels. And uh, by the way, expecting a big year from my guys.
3: Yeah, yeah, they should. They got to win the first one. Rick slinging it. We got to win the first one. You got to win the first one. I think that's going to really talk about everything. The the first game is North Carolina versus South Carolina in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium. Really, it's going to be hey, a big one. And we, we've those got, teams, those two teams are not rivalries, but they don't like but, each other. Yeah, come on. They
2: don't, <laughs> you, 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 they they don't like you each other. You know it. You know, but look, we got <laughs> Sam Howell slinging it for the commanders now. QB one, Yes. Right? Just got announced. That guy's a stud. Drake May now coming through. They're saying he's the best in the nation. By the way, I don't know if you all ever met him yet, but impressive, impressive young
3: man. So I watched That's him in high school at Myers Park. I live in yeah. Myers Park, right there in Charlotte. So uh, impressive, I watched him. yeah,
2: very impressive. all the way around. So we feel good about it as Tar Heel fans. Excited about where it goes.
3: You just guys, guys, get, got to get a couple stops on defense. Tell me about <laughs> that, That's what yeah. I mean. We looked the part. I'm going to tell you, we've got
2: some, we've got some four and five stars out there. You guys, you're, you're halfway there. Halfway there. You're right? Halfway <laughs> there. Looking the part. We Wait. all know Carolina blue is the best, best color in the country. So if you guys can get behind me on that, we can get along.
3: <laughs> I like the blue. I'm not going to lie. The, the blue is nice this, it's because right. they call it Carolina. I mean, when you say Carolina blue, people know that you know it. I agree. No I mean, I'm like, got, oh, let's me that let Alabama, let, red. Alabama red. Let, let's just be honest. Be, Look, Michael Jordan <laughs> really. It for uh, Michael Jordan really helped you guys out. Sell it all. Let's just be honest. Like, man, <laughs> it changed the whole thing. Yeah. However, it all worked. Right. Tell me, all right, which one was harder? Being an all-academic ACC player, football player, his senior year, or putting up 27 reps at 225 at the combine mm, i got 19 yeah. how many you get reps. 13 13 I, I got 19
2: i got more in the uh in my pro day but uh oh, mm. whoa, what, what's the official what's, number yeah
3: yeah the, the, 30 30 yeah, has gotta be at least 30 30? yeah
2: i did better in my pro day but uh, i got 27 it. at the combine the hey, look i i y'all are gonna laugh at this i got a lot of sports fans on our team right my one of my, my my business development guys. Shout out Peter Murphy, head of our media group. Now killing it at the organization. Uh-huh. On an all hands, pulls up my combine stats and presents it to the entire organization. And I was good across the board, guess I only have, really have really short arms, <laughs> right for an O lineman. And, and that that was the knock. And he gets on. He said, "Man, our CEO is really good, but guys, has got short arms. I don't know." <laughs> but um, no, I, I I will say. Um, Academics was always important to me. It was always something instilled in my family to perform yes. you know wherever I'm going to spend my time, do it well type of thing. And um, it was important. And so um, I will say when I went and got my MBA, though, it changed from getting good grades to studying to succeed in, in, in the real world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's a different dynamic. Um, Your mind's in a different
3: place. It's in a different place. When you, right? go, yeah, when you go totally back, you're, you're in a totally different place. You, you got to go football. back. I've been trying to get him to go back and get his master's. I'm trying to tell him that he don't want to. Dude, I have a normal degree. Like you don't want another one. I don't want. I'm you, need te- one. Man. Get one. It's a good I'm trying experience. to tell him. You know what, Everything gonna, I pitched to you, you we're, we're you going don't, to. You don't to take. take- we're going to continue to keep this podcast moving and we're not going to get stuck in the <laughs> we're not, mud. We'll have well, we'll getting you, another well, degree. This yes. is like, yes, exactly right. I'll get on one shoulder. On the just, other. You don't want to fight. You don't want to do amazing race. You don't want to get your master's. We want you to keep growing. I, Come on. Want, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Jeb, take all this like into consideration. Okay. <laughs> keep your grades up, my man. And, uh, but I would say this, what made you choose, you know, you're from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. What made you choose Chapel Hill? Over University of Texas, Texas A and M, or SMU. Harvard. Because I heard you got an offer. Man, it's easier Harvard, than I think. It well. was the only ride I got. <laughs> I was like a
2: you know unknown guy coming out of high school. I showed up. You know, back then the summer camp mattered. You yeah, know, you didn't have all the recruiting stuff that's going on now. It was hard to get known. I went to a, a military school in Indiana <sighs> for high school, and I always liked Carolina. I mean, shout out Jordan for. Yeah, I'm know, telling you, it, being it, a Texas kid, knowing yeah. about the Carolina Blue. And I was like, let's go check it out. I knew they had a good business school and went to camp and they were like, who are you? Right. They're like, where'd you come from? I go, well, I'm from Texas. But I played football at a military school in Indiana. And it's basically like, do you want a scholarship type of thing? You know, I was playing D line at the yeah. time, thought I was an athlete, still think I'm an athlete, but you know, got pushed over. But, um, yeah. And then, you know, they saw potential in me and they, they offered me, which was fantastic. They gave me a shot to play D line when I came in and I did my first year before I got hurt. And, um, Loved every minute of it. And, you know, I looked at Texas. It would have been great to go there. Yeah. If they would have given me a ride, it would have been, been a hard decision. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't. uh, You know, uh, Harvard was fantastic, but I didn't think it offered the football I wanted at the time either, yeah. you know? And uh, I looked at Carolina being the best of both worlds, to be honest. Um, Had a great business school. Again, they do. Like, you know, Academics are great there. Top 10 undergrad business school. Great brand. We were just coming off those years Um, when Dre Bly was there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, we were. You know, top five in the country. Mac was there just previously before he went to Texas, so it was we were still riding really high. Yeah.
3: And was um, Coach Torbus, the DC. then Yeah, of course, Tor- Torbus. He coached DC. me in college. Yeah, coach. <laughs>
2: coach Torbus is
3: the man. He is. You no, know? uh, I love how he can yell, get all angry, and never curse. Never curse. Ne- never. You never. Know, yeah, you know, yeah. You guys
2: got them all. He called you meathead.
3: Yeah. Hey, meathead. <laughs> yeah. You know, of course,
2: Torbus was there, and uh, you know, a lot to love about Carolina. Uh, yeah. I'm the, I agree. Uh, fortunate for the opportunity.
3: Yeah, right, so am. tell me this before you ask your last question, or I know you're going come off the dome with something hot so think about it for a second all right i want to know this how many acquisitions have you had and how many exits have you had and what do i mean by that is like how many businesses have you bought up yeah. and acquired i always think this is an incredible stat this is like looking on the back of your baseball card yeah and right, so jeb terry how fired, many acqu- fired twice from his dream job yeah let's get that that's the start all right <laughs> Fired no, twice um, from dream
2: job for the first startup that we did and you know my guy ryan niece you know right yes Neese? One best friend and co-founder of the first business we did. Oh wow! So we 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 had we sold that business. Uh-huh. Um, went to Fox Sports and did it there. Um, started another business that was a failure, flat out. Learned a lot from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The partnership dynamic wasn't 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 right, and it didn't work out. Um, and then with his next business, founded this other one, invested in a number of uh, businesses that did well between then and and now, and then recently have bought. Essentially three companies, uh, major acquisitions, but with a few tuck-ins underneath that as well and have a few more to go. And look, we have a big, big vision for this one, man. uh, Cosm is a, we say it's category defining, right? It's one of these things where it is just a Cosm. Um, And uh, I think we have an opportunity here to totally change the dynamic of the the sports industry. And we're seeing the industry uh, tend to agree, which is exciting. You know, it's been a lot of work, a whole lot of work. Um, but uh, this is a good one.
3: I'm excited to hear a little more awesome. about that. Um, Mount Rushmore, four presidents are on this big mountain somewhere in the in the Dakotas. It's in South Dakota. Oh, okay, South Dakota. I said Dakotas. Well, South Dakota. Now. I'm just there. Oh my God. Will you let me? Why? 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 Is it cool? In Thomas, can I fire it's, him? It's cool. It's like, huge hey, though. partnership. It's way bigger than what you think. Partnership is, is not working. <laughs> this
1: partnership is not working. <laughs> this,
3: partnership is not working. <laughs> this partnership is not working. You keep cutting me off. Everything I, I, I pitch to you, you shoot it down. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I need a new partner. Lil Jeb, you want to you get on? I wanna, you, come on. I, I need a new partner. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, the Dakotas, South Dakota. Oh yeah. Um, I've had people in my life, I'm not self made. I've had a lot of people. Like help me, my failures. They've they've critiqued me. They've molded me. They've 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 shaped me. Who's on your personal Mount Rushmore? Oh man, four people. That's a good question. Four people. Thanks. I mean, that's off the cuff. I don't even need
2: prep work for that either. That's that's one you got to give a lot of thought about.
3: I I freestyle, man. That's what oh, I, man. I do. Man, do you have yours? I do, but I'm not on the hot seat.
2: <laughs> yes, uh, I do. Look, uh, one of them was my dad, 100%, 100%, you know, shaped me, influenced me a lot. Another one's my mom. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, they were the yin and the yang and, and helped form me who I am, the good, the bad, the in-between, all of it, you know, mm-hmm. um, really, really drove me to, to pursuit of, of, of where I am now. Oh, man, goodness. I'm just gonna throw my wife on there too. There it is. She's uh, uh the leader of our family. You know, when I get home, I am in her domain and and it's everything I can to uh do what I can to to help her as we run our family. Yeah. Right. I yeah. got three kids and there's a lot going on. Um, and then the fourth, I mean, goodness gracious, guys. Um hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve the right to come back on that one. I don't I don't know offhand. There's, There's no
3: way. We're
2: not letting you I mean I don't know that I can do it. I don't know that I can do it. I've had a lot of great mentors, man. A lot you of great you mentors. haven't been able, you haven't slowed down partners. yet since
3: you've been on this stage. And you all got of a sudden me. it's you like got me I guess that's a big
2: one. Between those the between the stumped. three unnamed, between the three unnamed, I'm stumped. hundred oh. <laughs> percent stumped. I've had some great coaches. Some great mentors, some great capital partners. I've, there's been a, you know, it's, I've been blessed to have a ton of people in my life.
3: You're not gonna put one up. Um, I, don't,
2: I don't think not only that's fair to the others. You know,
3: yeah. You might, them. you might have to be make them out. Chevy, you like might it. make it, <laughs> but then his
2: sisters are gonna come out.
3: <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> what did we I've just? Got <laughs> Man,
2: I'm gonna be thinking about this all night. You guys, you guys have got me. Give me yours.
3: Oh, mine. It was, uh, it was my mom, my uh, dad. My wife, and then it was my um, my actually my high school coach. Okay, my high school coach Bill Clark because uh, he really changed me. He really taught me a lot of things early, uh, and everybody else. I mean, I could pick a couple uh, professional coaches, but my high school coach really instilled in me a lot. And uh, for the like, I was not even going to play football. I was like going to quit. Wow. Yeah, and just play basketball. And he was like, "You need to come back. You wow. need to like play." He came in, it changed everything. So for me, I was like not even about to be the on basketball. basketball. I was just gonna be basketball. Wow. What? So okay. basketball with the Carolina
2: Blue? You hey, know. rest assured, rest Don't assured. I d I'm terrible at hoops. <laughs> <laughs> that guy though, he'll be all right. All right, what about you, Peanut?
3: mom, dad, uh, I'd say mom, dad, wife, and then uh, a good friend of mine, his name's John Wright. He uh played played in the played football in the 60s, turned business kind of like you. And he just really helped me grow mentally, you know, uh, mind control, not mind control, just controlling my mind and just mental toughness and things like that. So yeah, he, he, Great mentor for me, helped me, you know, motivational speaker and all that. So yeah, those those are my four.
2: Yeah, you know, one of the things I miss the most now on the the other side of the being in, uh, in the business world is it, you don't have coaches like you have in in, yeah. in football. You yeah. don't have sometimes coaches are tough, right? But they're telling you the plus minus, yeah, and then how to get better, and then you've got a team of people that are here to help you get better.
3: Yeah, you know what I mean. Versus like you're just out there. Versus
2: you're just out the, there. You're like, man, this sales <laughs> cycle's long. It's like, <laughs> do I send another email? Do I call? How <laughs> oh, we gotta close this deal? Yeah. Right. So like, yeah, you know how. Do you react? And you know, it's it's you 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 miss it when you're out of it, right? Yeah. When you're in it, like, man, this dude is on me. Like, the step six inches that way is not going to matter. Yeah. Yeah. But I would kill to have someone telling me for
3: sure. But that's the beauty of us, though. Like, we run toward criticism, and that's what makes us who we are, and that's why you're killing it right now. That's why you're so successful in your second act right now, because you're always looking to get better. You're always looking for that criticism. And when you fail, it's like, yo, what lessons did I learn? Because without failure, I can't have success, right? Uh, agree. That's like exactly
2: right. Every, every, every win I've ever had is, like, that's a cliche, right? Yeah. But, like, there is a failure in every one. I talk about, you know, the Instagram line. For every, like, hi, there's a you know what's the opposite of instagram you know it's it's there's there's a low, there's a low point there oh, every time sure, yeah. yeah a lot of people miss that and um at any rate it's true in football and it's true in the business world and it's true in all of, all walks of yeah, life,
3: you know? Yeah, yeah. Jeb Terry, you are the freaking man, dog. I oh, appreciate it. I can't it. wait Fun. to see Cosm continue to blow yeah. up. Yeah, I can't wait to out. see the arenas as you continue to put them up. All these places I'm really, really looking forward to. And I'll Thanks definitely be me. in there. Uh, I don't know if I'll be front row, but I'll be standing in there ready hey, we'll, to go. Hey, we'll get you there. I'm going to be front row. I like it. it. I want to go. go. I want to go. I want to see is. it. I'm ready to go. Well, anyways, man, thank you guys so much as always. tuning in uh, right here on this one. Thank you, Peanut. Good job. You know how to listen and pay attention. All right. you pick up your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio Podcasts, thanks as always for tuning in. Give us a rating. Five stars only. Five star rating. Give us a review. Hit that button. Follow. Man, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Jeb Taylor, you're off the hot seat. Peanut, get us out of here on it, dog. I'm Peanut Tillman. There's someone waving at the window. There it is. That's my guy right there. That's you Hey,
0: there you go. There we go. He
3: He can't hear us. Oh, Oh, he he can't can't hear us. He can't hear us. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Hey. But yeah, we just saw Coach. And uh, yeah, I'm Peanut. Jeb, Rome, my uncle. We out. (laughs) Little Jebby. Oh, and and little you want to get a cameo? Want to jump in? Get a little cameo, Debbie. Come here. Come on. go. In the hurry. Come on. Turn around right here. You're gonna right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. We're looking at that. There oh, he is. Oh, Look at sorry. the camera. <laughs> oh,
2: sorry. Get in the middle oh, of the man. Yeah. Yeah. There he is. Right over there. There he is. Yeah. Yeah. See? Boom. There we go. Five stars. Say hey, give him five stars. Five stars. Five uh, stars. We'll see y'all later. Hey, appreciate Second it. Second
3: player's act. What up? Holla at us.